this week for the Bunyip on Wednesday the 16th of March 2022. I'm here with Jeanette. Good afternoon Jeanette. Hi, and we're here in the Gawler Cultural Heritage Centre in the bottom of the beautiful Gawler Institute building. Uh, now council offices and amongst other things but it's a lovely place to be. Very it's appropriate place to be discussing Gawler's history because we're surrounded by Gawler's history. Absolutely and I'm, there's quite a few things that would have been initiated here in the yes, in definitely. this very building that now are in the Bunyips. So I'll kick off with our first looking back story for 150 years ago. Serious accident to Mr Hayden. A very serious accident happened on Friday night week to Mr J H Hayden, private secretary to J H Angus MP. Mr Hayden was discovered about 10pm under a veranda in Gawler South, bleeding profusely from very serious wounds. He was at once conveyed to Martin's Terminus Hotel and Dr Lewis and Knott were sent for, who rendered all the medical assistance practicable. The unfortunate young gentleman was found to be suffering from severe concussion to the brain and wounds on the face and elsewhere. And did you find out whether he lived or... I looked it up and I didn't find any further story about him beyond that. So I assume he lived, although I realised I typed the name, misspelled the name, um, which meant that I came up with a different story to that one about <laughs> the same events, which actually gives a little bit more information, oh, okay. which is very interesting. So he was on his way to Angerston, riding one horse and leading another, and he was thrown about a mile south of Gawler. So it was a road accident, mm-hmm. very common at the time. He dragged himself along the road in a state of fearful weakness mm-hmm. and got himself onto a veranda. But while he was on the road, somebody passed him, riding past on horseback, and rode into Gawler to a hotel in Gawler and said, oh, I saw some man dead or dying on the road. Oh, really? And didn't stop to offer any oh. assistance. And that's how the trooper then heard this and went out looking for him, and that's how he was found. Oh, my goodness. But the veranda he was found on, the woman who owned the house had also refused him entry into the house or any aid or assistance. So he obviously collapsed on her veranda after she shut the door on him. Oh, <laughs> and God. there was a search going on for the man that had ignored him on the road because mm. this obviously caused massive outrage mm. as it mm. should have been. Anyone could be so callous. So it's mm. a bit of a grim story. Well, you don't do that to the secretary or personal assistant of the... to anybody. In particular, is... No, definitely not. Yeah, people are callous. I mean, even now. I mean, those days and nowadays, people haven't changed that much. But but at the same time, there was outrage about the callousness. So, you know, and I think we would be outraged now as well. Yeah. Oh, well, well researched. Interesting story. It is, isn't it? Yes. A little bit of extra information makes it very interesting indeed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It brings it to life. It does. So, on to 100 years ago. Rosa Water Service. With supplies of pipes coming forward freely and the money market becoming easier, Freeling is the first of the country townships to lodge protest against the poor water service supplied that area from the Barossa scheme. The district members were carpeted by the Freeling district councillors at the Horse in Action show and urged to make effort to reduce the water disadvantages now prevailing. Each councillor spoke and each one had a different phase of protest to put forward. Water quality, I mean, we're stuck without water, aren't we? Yes. Well, like 50 years before that, there was no sort of water supply to mm. a lot of the rural areas of South Australia. Mm. So I suppose, mm. you know, it was happening, but not well enough. Yeah, very slow. Now, 50 years ago, soccer coming to Gawler. 
schoolboy coaching sessions in soccer may soon be started in Gawler. Gawler Town Council decided last week to inform Mr KJ Brownlee of Elizabeth that Gawler ovals were used extensively for cricket and brackets Australian rules brackets football. Mr Brownlee had written to council asking about the availability of a local oval for soccer purposes. Uh, yes, that's a cultural one, that one, because, of course, soccer really came to Australia post-war yeah. with yeah. European yeah. immigrants and British immigrants. And of yes. Course, yes. And, of course, 50 years ago, well, that's back 1960s and 70s now, isn't yes. it? So, yes, my parents would have viewed it as an outrage not to be playing traditional football and cricket. <laughs> <laughs> it was like introducing pizzas into... <laughs> Don't we all love pizzas now? <laughs> and soccer. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, no, exactly. the boys' friends played soccer in preference mm-hmm. to Australian rules. Yeah. It's probably slightly less harmful in terms of head injuries as well. Oh, yeah, very so, much so. Yeah. So, 25 years ago, crazy Corellas causing chaos. What a wonderful alliterative line. <laughs> there are no easy answers to the invading flocks of Corellas currently causing havoc in Gawler and Williston. According to Peter Alexander, Wildlife Management Officer for the Department of Environment and Natural Resources, many attempts at moving similar flocks of birds on have failed. The Northern Township of Corn has spent the last 10 years trying to solve the problem. I believe they've moved south now. We don't get them everywhere. But 25 years ago, which is when we first came here, we'd have like armies of them flying Mm. over the sky. Now, we used to love sitting on the back doorstep watching them fly over. Mm, And stripping the trees. Anyway, yes. 25 years ago. Yeah, Yeah, that's... It's not that long ago. No. And 10 years ago, we have Beating the Cancer Monster and a tiny little thumbnail photograph of people dressed up in piratical-type costumes, all with eye patches and two holding scimitars, so it's an interesting picture. For Gawler's Lorraine East, Relay for Life is more than a fundraiser for the Cancer Council. It is a gathering of people touched by cancer. That is why Lorraine and her fellow pirates have been participating in the fundraiser since its Gawler inception four years ago. The leader of the Pirates, a Gawler Relay for Life team, said her entire group had been touched by cancer, including her mother and daughter, who are both cancer survivors. Oh, dear. It's a fun way to raise money, then. It is. Uh, I don't think they've done it for... No, I haven't. Since COVID, I think. Yes, I think so many things have stopped since COVID. I know. Can't we the get back to normal? Pirates are no longer quite so popular now. The parts of the Caribbean films mm. are a thing of memory. Yes, that's true. So, and then we've got the Commonwealth. Yes, Gawler Now and Then. So the Gawler Now and Then images of the Commonwealth Bank Gawler, 1948. The branch opened on September the 13th, 1948, with Mr V M Moyle pictured as manager. I can't see Mr v- Oh, there he is. What? Yeah, very difficult to see. Hiding behind. But he's hiding behind his lovely timber. Beautiful old. Bank. Yes. I wonder where that bank doesn't branch seem. was located because this one up here in Murray Streets used to be part of Foodland, I think it was, before Foodland moved over oh, okay. to Tom Street. Right. Memories of the uh, old Commonwealth Bank in Ballarat as a child. Mum would go in and spend forever in the bank. Was, I hated banks. Oh, I did. We so all. Boring. I mean, I remember when I started work, which is you know, over 40 years ago now, and getting my pay in cash and having to go up. Mm. And I opened a bank account at the Commonwealth Bank 
in uh, on the corner of Hindley Street and King William Street because oh, it was yes, the lowest, yes. closest mm-hmm. branch. Mm-hmm. And started to put my pay in there to get some savings. So it was $120 a week, I remember. I was part-time. Mm-hmm. And I've still got that, that account, right. so right. I've never changed That's it. Good. And I've never changed the name in it. I <laughs> totally resist changing my name. Yes, but, me too. Uh, yeah, it's a very easy. I have a very easy number to remember, so it's one good reason to keep it. The other is the mortgage, of course. Yes, I've had several accounts over the years. But just the difficulty of travelling back in the day... Bank book. So I came yep. back to Australia. The passport was still the standard yes, way yep. of drawing money out. And I had to get a black light signature in the back of it, yep. which enabled me to draw money out anywhere around Australia. But yep. I still had banks that would say, oh, no, you can't do that. Your bank mm. account's in Victoria. You have to be oh, in Victoria to draw money out. <laughs> well, I know when I was overseas, I actually opened an account in England because I was away yes. for a few months yes. and it was actually more convenient to have... Mm-hmm. Bank account yeah. there. Yeah. I think it was with National Westminster. Yes, I so had a bank account. Yeah, Mum and Dad were able to transfer funds yes. across yeah. into that easier than sending me uh, money. That was yeah. the way they could yeah. get money transferred yeah. easier. Yeah. Then, and because I was working over there, so I had to have a bank account. Then I changed it to a building society account. Oh, okay. And I still have money there. I don't know what's happened to it. I left about a thousand pounds there. Oh, oh gosh, that's enough to yes. get back, isn't it? Yes. So. Well, well, that's all for this week anyway. Yes, that's all. It's lovely and... Okay, we'll see you next week, Kate. Okay. Thank you, Jeanette. For all life so